Hello, people of Earth and people of Facebook and podcast listeners. Welcome to today's at-home midday movie madness. As always, I want to send up virtual hugs to the hard-working medical and essential workers out there. I have to take a few moments of silence to acknowledge the loss of those 10 lives lost recently in that tragic and terrible Boulder, Colorado supermarket shooting. So, so, so horrible. Moving on. Happy birthday today to football player Peyton Manning, Hunter Merriman, wrestler The Undertaker, Jim Parsons, fashion designer Tommy Hilfiger, Harry Hundini, the late Joseph Barbera, Jessica Chastain, and the late actor Steve McQueen. Today marks 49 years since Francis Ford Coppola's The Godfather opened, four years since the Power Rangers movie reboot opened, 26 years since Major Payne debuted, 32 years since the cult classic Troop Beverly Hills debuted, 15 years since the world first met Hannah Montana, and 16 years since the Office TV show premiered. May the odds be ever in your favor. The movie adaption of The Hunger Games starring Jennifer Lawrence, Josh Hutcherson, Elizabeth Banks, Liam Hemsworth, Donald Sutherland, Amanda Stenberg, first entered the box office arena on March 23, 2012. The film, which shot over 694 million arrows worldwide, was followed by 2013's The Hunger Games Catching Fire, 2014's The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1, and The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2 in 2015. A prequel film called The Ballad of Songbirds of Snakes, adapted from the 2020 novel of the same name, is in development. Other March 23rd entertainment debuts include 1991's Clarissa Explains It All TV show, 1984's Police Academy, 2007's Rain Over Me, The Last Mimsy, and 1994's Above the Rim. Yesterday also happened to be National Puppy Day. <laughs> Happy early birthday to Elton John, the late Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin, Stephen Taylor, Lee Pace, Sarah Jessica Parker, Sasha Feldstein, Catherine McPhee, and Jenny Slate. They all celebrate their birthday tomorrow. Unfortunately, I have some sad news. Well, the world still feels from that aforementioned deadly shooting, Hollywood is mourning a tough loss itself. 87-year-old George Seagal, known as Albert Pop Solomon on the Goldbergs, who also got an Oscar nomination for Supporting Actor for Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, passed Tuesday. Variety.com reported Tuesday, his wife Sonia announced his death, saying... The family's devastated to announce this morning that George Seagal passed away due to complications from bypass surgery. Seagal's longtime manager, APOC, said, I am saddened by the fact that my close friend and client of many years has passed away. I will miss his warmth, humor, camaraderie, and friendship. He was a wonderful human. His other films and TV shows include the 2015 English dub of The Tale of Princess Kaguya, the Murphy's Law TV series, the 1996-1997 through 1997 TV series, The Real Adventures of Johnny Quest, 2010's Love and Other Drugs, 
1989's Look Who's Talking, the TV series Retired at 35, and the TV series Just Shoot Me and many others. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, Mr. Seagull. In better news, it's the start of something new from actress Ashley Tisdale. I'm sorry, I couldn't resist, that was bad. Eonline.com announced today the high school musical alum gave birth to a baby girl, she confirmed in a March 24th Instagram post. Along with a photo of her newborn's hands, Tisdale wrote, Jupiter Iris French arrived Earthside 3.2321. The little one is Tisdale and her husband, Christopher French's first child together. The pair who celebrated their sixth wedding anniversary on September 8, 2020, revealed they were expecting their first little one shortly after on September 17th with photos of the parents-to-be posing with Tisdale's visible baby bump. Actress and former Disney Channel star, child star Bella Thorne got engaged over the weekend. Now on to the news. Disney's fantasy adventure, Rayla and the Lost Dragon, stayed atop the box office chart in its third frame with $5.2 million over the weekend. As L.A. theaters came back to life for in a much-needed jolt for Hollywood and theater owners. Rayla's domestic total is now at $23.4 million, while her global haul is that of $71.2 million. Still on her trail is Warner Brothers' family flick, Tom and Jerry, the movie. In its fourth frame, the runner-up took $3.8 million for a domestic total of 33.7 million cheese slices and 77.2 million cheese slices worldwide. Benedict Cumberbatch's drama, The Courier, from specialty distributor Riverside Attractions, landed in third place with $2 million. Most of California's theaters are now open, although a lot of Canada remains shuttered to cinemas. Distributors and exhibitors are predicting a slow recovery as vaccines continue to roll out. But the true test comes when new major studio products open over the next two weekends in North America, including Nobody, which opened to a pretty promising $2.6 million from four international markets already, and a little film called Godzilla vs. Kong. Huge news, Regal cinema moviegoers. Variety.com announced yesterday Cineworld Group, the company behind the theater giant, will open its U.S. Cinema Regals April 2nd with a limited release for Godzilla vs. Kong and a wider release planned for Mortal Kombat from April 16th. The U.K. group the group's second-largest Vegas market will reopen in May. According to government guidance, indoor cinemas in the U.K. are due to reopen May 17th and drive-ins earlier from April 12th. We have long awaited this moment where we can welcome back audience, welcome audiences back to our regal cine- theaters and restore our essential role within the communities we serve, said Cineworld CEO Mookie Grandinder. With the health and safety of our customers, staff, and communities as our top priorities, we continue to take all the necessary precautions and abide by our CineSafe guidelines to confidently provide a safe and comfortable experience. With capacity restriction expanding to 50% or more across most U.S. states, we will be able to operate profitably in our biggest markets. Yahoo! 
Sorry, Peter Rabbit fan. The sequel has been forced to bunny hop to a new release date. Yet again. Coming Net reported March 22nd, Sony Pictures has decided to shift the release date of their upcoming live-action comedy film, Peter Rabbit 2 The Runaway. Originally scheduled for a May 14th release, the James Corden-led sequel has been pushed for the seventh time as now set to arrive this July, just in time for Independence Day weekend. The new release date will pit the film up against another long-delayed, high-profile project in the form of Tom Cruise's Mission Impossible 7. I hope they know what they're doing! The website also announced today that 49 years after ABC's Bewitched wrapped up its eight-season run in 1972, Deadline brings word that Sony Pictures is in the process of developing a new film based on Solsak's classic 60s sitcom. This comes after Marvel Studios' WandaVision famously used Bewitch in one of its episodes, Many Inspirations. The project also marks the second time that the studio will be adapting the story to the big screen, with the first one being 2005's romantic comedy version starring Nicole Kidman and Will Ferrell. Attention Marvel fans! You know how, thanks to the pandemic, Black Widow was bumped to this May after being booted from last May and last November. Well, Variety.com announced yesterday some news that may or may not have fans too pleased. As moviegoing is slow on the road to recovery, and studios aren't just ready to re-release their theatrical blockbuster hopefuls, Disney's uh, mended some plans for some of its upcoming films. The major change is that Black Widow got is that Black Widow got the spider washed out from the May seventh water spot. Get it, Widow Spider? Sorry, that was bad. It will now bow on July 9th, as both a Disney Plus Premium Access title and a theatrical release. That will be the same case for Emma Stone's Cruella when it bows on May twenty eighth. Pixar's next film, the Italy-set adventure film Luca, will swim right past the theatrical release and right to Disney+, Plus, with no extra fee in June. Black Widow's shift, however, means that the next Marvel film, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, won't open in earliest July, as it was supposed to, but rather in a theatrical traditional release on September 3rd. Lots of delayed smaller titles, most of which the studio got from 20th Century Fox, will debut purely on the big screen with new dates. The Kingsman got moved to December 22, 2021, putting it in direct line of Spider-Man No Way Home, Sing 2, and the fourth Matrix film. I hope Disney knows what they're doing. Ryan Reynolds' Free Guy will finally start playing on August 13th, Ensemble murder mystery, Death on the Nile, won't start looking for clues until February 11th, 2022. And Deepwater will open January 2nd, January 14th, 2022. Bostonian and Star Trek fans, you may want to practice your Vulcan salute. Slashfilm.com reported yesterday that the city has announced that this Friday will be Lennon Nimoy Day. 
The site said the Boston Globe reports that outgoing Mayor Martin J. Walsh has designated March 26th to be Letter Nimoy Day in Boston to honor the West End Natives' contribution to the arts in roles like Mr. Spock on Star Trek, as well as his dedication to the community. This coming March 26th would have been the late actor's 90th birthday. Nimoy was born and raised in Boston and nurtured his acting talent at the Elizabeth Peabody House and West End Boys Club, according to the proclamations. He received a summer scholarship for acting lessons in Boston College when he was a teenager and later took on an honorary degree from Boston University. He would get a start in acting in 1951, collecting many television credits throughout the 1950s and 60s, before he would land the role that would make him an icon. Spock on the sci-fi TV series Star Trek, the half-human, half-Vulcan fan favorite of the show that would become a cultural phenomenon. Nimoy played Spock across multiple Star Trek shows and movies, including J.J. Abrams' reboot films that saw Zachary Quinto taking on the role of a younger Spock. Nimoy sadly passed away in 2015 at age 83, but he lives on in the via the ongoing Star Trek franchise, and his children have made the documentaries For the Love of Spock and Remembering Leonard Nimoy to Celebrate His Life. Roaring its way into theaters nationwide and onto HBO Max March 26th is the action sci-fi film Godzilla vs. Kong, starring Julia Denninson, Kyle Chandler, Damien Bichard, Lance Reddick, Millie Bobby Brown, Millie Bobby Brown, Alexander Skarsgård, Rebecca Hall, Denai Gurriai, Eliza Gonzalez, and Adam Wingard. Legends clash as two mythological monsters' foes meet in a spectacular battle for the ages, with the fate of the world hanging in the balance. Kong and his protector, now including the young girl Geo, with whom the giant ape has formed a powerful and unique connection, go on a treacherous quest to locate his true home. Meanwhile, humanity has, start, has attempted to coexist peacefully with the Titans as the world heals from the battle between Godzilla and Ghidorah. But Godzilla suddenly goes berserk and goes on his own path of destruction and terror. And Kong's place to quest to plan his place in the world is disrupted. The clash between the two titans when they meet is only the beginning of the mystery that lies deep within the planet. All the while, a plot threatens to wipe them out from the face of the earth forever. This film actually takes place five years after Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and... Five years, sorry, uh, this film takes place five years after Godzilla King of the Monsters, which was set in 2019, 51 years after 2017's Kong Skull Island, which took place in 1953. Gia is a deaf Iwi girl who's played by Kaylee Hodel, who's actually from an all-deaf family. This also is the third Kong film to be released in the month of March. Kong Skull Island was released on March 10, 2017, while the Apes debut, 1933's King Kong, opened on March 2, 1983.
which was just over 88 years ago. In theaters, March 26th, is the action thriller Nobody, starring Bob Odenkirk, Connie Nelson, RZA, and Christopher Lloyd. Hutch Mansell is an underestimated suburban dad and a husband, a real nobody. One night, two thieves break into his house and he refuses to defend himself. This aftermath will take him on a brutal road of revenge that unlocks his suppressed skills and illuminates his dark secrets. Soon he must use his newfound skills to save his family from a lethal mafia boss, making sure no one will dub him a nobody again. This film has actually changed five times thanks to the pandemic. It was first scheduled to open up on August 14, 2020, before the pandemic hit. But when the pandemic hit, it had to shuffle to February 26th this year. Then it moved up a week to February 19th before pinging pong back to February 26th. It was then boxer shuffled to April 2nd, the date originally held by No Time to Die, and then moved up a week to this Friday. This week's Best Picture Spotlight centers on two very different Chicago set dramas based on true events that takes place in the 1960s. Trying to win the Best Picture case is director-writer Aaron Sorkin in Netflix's historical legal drama, The Trial of Chicago 7, starring the talents of Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Eddie Redmayne, Mark Rylance, Best Supporting Actor nominee Sasha Baron Cohen, Michael Keaton, Yaha Abdul-Mateen II, Frank Langella, John Carroll Lynch, Jeremy Strong, and Ben Shankman. It centers on the Chicago 7, a group of anti-Vietnam war pressers charged with various charges around the uprising at the 1968 Democratic National Convention in Chicago. According to its Wikipedia page, its road to the big screen actually began in 2007 when Sorkin wrote the screenplay with the intent of Spielberg directing the film with mostly unknown actors. After the 2007 Writers Guild of America strike and budget concerns forced Spielberg to drop out as a director, Sorkin was announced as a director in October 2018 and March of the Cast joined the same month. Originally planned for theatrical release by Paramount Pictures, the distribution rights were then sold to Netflix due to the COVID-19 pandemic. It was released in select theaters on September 25th, 2020 and began streaming digitally on Netflix on October 16th. It is also up for Best Original Song, Hear My Voice, Best Cinematography, Best Film Editing, and Best Original Screenplay. Did you know that four of the actors who play the main American characters in this film, Eddie Redmayne, Alex Sharp, Mark Rylance, and Sasha Baron Cohen, are actually British? Oddly enough, Chicago 7 hints at Illinois Black Panther Party Chairman Fred Hampton's murder. Fred Hampton was actually the prime focus of Judas and the Black Messiah, which is today's other best picture contender. The Shaka King directed biographical drama stars Best Supporting Actor nominees Daniel Kalulua and Lakeith Stanfield, along with Jesse Plemons, Martin Sheen, 
Dominic Thorne, Algie Smith, Daryl Britt Gibson, Lil Ray Howery, and Ashton Sounders. It follows Hampton's betrayal at the hands of the criminal turned FBI agent, FBI informant William O'Neill. The film is actually one of the youngest of the honored eight contenders, and it was just released in theaters and on HBO Max for 30 days, starting on February 12, 2021. With both Lakeith Stanfield and Daniel Kalula getting Oscar nominations for Best Supporting Actor, this is the first film to have multiple black performers up for this category in the same film. And Kalua, Stanfield, and Lou Ray Howley previously worked together on 2017's Get Out, which oddly enough was also up for Best Picture and made Kalua a star. Slashfilm.com reported yesterday that Clint Eastwood's long in the works movie version of N. Richards Nash's 1970 novel, five novel, Cry Macho, is finally oh, coming to theaters. The site said Cry Macho is set to enter theaters and debut on HBO Max on October 21st, on October 22nd, 2021. Eastwood has been interested in making this for more than 30 years, originally announcing he wanted to adapt it back in 1988. We have big variety. We have big casting news for two upcoming superhero films. Variety.com announced yesterday that da- that Helen Mirren is going from playing a queen to playing a goddess. The website said she has joined New Line New Line's DC comic adaptation Shazam: Fury of the Gods as Hespera the villainous daughter of the god Atlas. Practically the entire team between, behind 2019 Shazam is returning for the sequel, including stars Asher Angel and Zachary Levi, who play the adult version of Billy whenever he has the power of Shazam. David F. Sandberg is directing the film from a script by Henry Graydon. The original earned $366 million globally. Rachel Zelger, West Side Story, is also expected to join the franchise in the sequel. Marin's role is somewhat mysterious, as Hesper does not have a clear equivalent from the DC Comics. Clutter.com also reported today that former James Bond actor Pierce Bronsman has joined the cast of Black Adam as Dr. Fate. The website said Bronson joins a cast that is already rich with talent, including Johnson in the title role of Black Adam, Noah Santino as Adam Smasher, Aldous Hodge as Hawkman, and Quintessa Swellwell as Cyclone, as well as Marin Kanzari, the old guard, in a currently undisclosed role, and Sarah Shahi as a university professor and freedom fighter leading the resistance in Kandak. Black Adam was originally slated for December 24th, 21 release date, but the film but the film has since been bumped from the Warner Brothers release schedule and is currently undated. Speaking of casting news, Variety.com reported March 22nd that in addition to John Cena, there's another new face to the Fast and Furious family in June's F9. Vin Diesel's 10-year-old son, Vincent St. Clair, will appear in Fast and Furious 9 as the younger version of Diesel's character, Dominic Toretto. 
Marking Sinclair's first role on the big screen, Variety.com, Variety confirmed that the actor filmed his scenes in 2009. Previously, Alex McGee played a young Dom in flashbacks in Furious 7 back in 2015. F9 rooms into theaters June 25th. Now on DVD is director Paul Greengrass's sweet Western drama, News of the World, starring Tom Hanks and Helena Zengel. The December 25th release, which made $12 million and netted four Oscar nominations for Best Sound, Best Production Design, Best Cinematography, and Best Original Score, is set five years after the end of the Civil War. War veteran Captain Jefferson Kyle Kidd makes a living going from town to town reading the news to illiterate townspeople. When he comes across a 10-year-old girl who is taken by the Kiowa tribe, Kid agrees to bring her across the unforgiving and rugged Texas plains to her aunt and uncle. The long journey soon turns into a fight for survival as the duo encounter danger at every turn. Now, I've done some pretty heavy dramas and topics today, so let's take a quick look back at three lighthearted comedies that opened this week for the last topic. Gary Marshall's romantic comedy, Pretty Woman, starring Richard Gere, Julia Roberts, who got an Academy Award, an Oscar, an Oscar nomination for her part, Hector Alonso, Ralph Bellamy in his final role, Laura Sangiamo, and Jason Alexander sauntered to theaters on March 23rd, 1990. The film about a man who falls hard for the hooker he hires to be his date for social events during a business trip was extremely successful at the box office and was the third highest grossing film of 1990. DreamWorks' How to Train Your Dragon, starring the voices of Jay Baruca, Gerard Butler, T.J. Miller, Kristen Wiig, America Fiera, Jonah Hill, Craig Ferguson, and Christopher mintz Place flew from the page to the big screen on March 26, 2010. Based loosely on the book of the same name, it's centered on a scrawny Viking teenager from a village of dragon slayers who forms an unlikely bond with the Night Fury he accidentally disables. Two sequels, How to Train Your Dragon 2 and How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, released on... June 13th, 2014, and February 22nd, 2019. That's all for this week, folks. So as always, remember to wash your hands, wear your mask, stay safe, and watch lots of movies and DVDs. See you soon. Bye.